Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yes, here we go. Got my wee mate on, Paul Cadis. How are you doing, pal? All right? Very well, mate. Thank Good you. Good to have you on. We need to mention we're in Marsanta in Merchant City. <laughs> mate, they did tremendous jam sandies. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> love a jam sandwich. You still vegan? No. <laughs> no, I've not been vegan for... I was only vegan for about three months. And just jam sandwiches every day. What's the big man for? That's the worst. What's he playing at? Big Charlie, Oh, that's Charlie in a nutshell, isn't it? Try to stitch me up. Dylan, you still on the Chinese's for pre-match? Pre-match. <laughs> night before morning <laughs> and then after you're actually looking well mate I'm uh, just trying to trying to keep fit obviously without a club in there so just trying to keep fit and eat better can I believe he's without a, you're without a club you need to say any manager watching get this guy signed mate what's happening why, why in the club uh, I don't know it's just difficult at the moment uh, obviously most teams have spent their budget or whatever and they've got full backs but just got to try and stay positive and hopefully get some. You can still, for me, you can still play SPL easy, nah? I'd like to think so. I have had a half-decent career and obviously we'll touch on that later on, but I am still fit and I'm still young. I'm only 31, but it seems to be old in football these days. Mm. Uh, wife and kids as well. It's hard, isn't it? People don't see this side of football. I've been there without the club, it's the worst, eh? It is hard, aye. It's uh, my oldest seven now summers and my youngest has just started school there, so... Summer's at an age where she's starting to get mates and stuff like that, so I had to tell her the other day that we're probably going to be moving back to Scotland and I didn't give them well. Oh, tears and that's hard. Like, I had to walk away nearly done it. Oh, nightmare. It's horrible, but... On a brighter note, so 10 years' time, my two wee boys will be taking them out. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to talk about the career, mate. Uh, people don't know this, but what I love about you is you're actually through the scheme. The through the scheme, man. Uh, Born and bred. Was it on tank? One thing, stayed there last night. Marvin Bears used to cut your hair. Aye, happy as Larry, could not be happier. <laughs> what was that like growing up there? Do you know there? what? I actually got asked to be in that. Remember you told me that, yeah. My big brother was buzzing, he was like, ah, oh, yes, this would be starting my acting career and stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, they came to the house and just said, we want you to be the success story, the schema. I was like, no chance, it's full of junkies <laughs> and rockets. <laughs> I'm thinking, no chance, I'd have got absolute slaughtered for it, but no. What was it like growing up there? Rough? Like every scheme, I that listen, they, they paint it out to be a lot worse than what it is, but uh, it's like every scheme, it was had its rough, rough times, aye. Mm. But keeps you grounded for the rest of your life, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and you started off at Rangers, uh, no, a lot of people know that as well. I remember playing against you, we right winger, you were. I started there when I was uh, about 13, maybe. Uh, played with the Ayrshire Rangers and you had to do well at the Ayrshire Rangers, basically to get to the Glasgow Rangers, who was the, the proper Rangers. And I remember going to, we played, uh, you know, the pitch just across the Ibrooks, the Astro pitch. Yeah, Astro, huh? Played there, and there was a guy, uh, it was Dick Advocat was manager at the time, it was Jan Dirks, a guy called Jan Dirks, who was head of youth, and 
I scored four that day and we drew, f- I think we drew four each or something and I ended up getting called up to the, the Glasgow Rangers and I was there for two, three years maybe. And what, what made you leave? Just certainly coming in? I was a Celtic fan but I'll be honest, I absolutely loved it at Rangers, it was, uh, just enjoyed it, just being at a proper club and Who stuff else was like. that, like Stevie Lennon or Stevie Lennon. Jordan McMillan? Jordan McMillan was there, aye. Who else? Non- Remember like Hodgie and stuff. Nah, Hodgie, Brian Hodgie and stuff. Like that. Gilmer. Gilmer. Yeah, aye. good team. It's them. So, uh, I it was good. And then, what happened? Uh, the guy Jim Beggins for, for uh, Ayrshire, who scouted for Celtic, asked me to go there. And I was just a Celtic fan, and, and I remember going up and training at Science Parks and signed the first night. Probably regretted it to be honest. After, Did you? I, I remember going home and thinking. But I think it was just because it was new, and I was like to my dad, like, I don't know if I wanted to do that. And he's like, it's done now, but I can speak to them and we can try and get you back to the end. So I was like, no, I'll just see how it is. But after a couple of weeks, I think it's just because it was new and I was young and I didn't know anybody at all. Whereas when I was at Rangers, I was going up with Steve Lennon, who I grew up with, and Kilmarnock and stuff like that. And it's just, it was new for me, but eventually it was all right. What a player the boy Ferry was, eh? Unbelievable. <laughs> You're the top man. You're the top man. Oh, the times have changed it, eh? What, uh, Tommy Burns, how good is he with you? Uh, Tommy was, I've got a lot to thank Tommy for, when, uh, when I first went in though, it was, it was mere Jimmy Mack, Jim, Jim McAnally, uh, Jim McAnally, uh, basically got me, got me a deal, Tommy and Wally were a bit, I feel about giving me a, a full-time contract, so, Jimmy Mark managed to persuade them into six months. So I got six months and there was five or six who's got deals, but they all got three years. And you only got a six and month? I got six months. Aye. So Tommy pulled me in and said, next six months, work your nuts off. After about three months, he pulled me in and said, delighted with you. And then for that day, he just, I think he, had, he just had a soft spot for me. I think he just looked after me. He knew that I'd worked hard and I would never get above my station. And, and he just nurtured me all the way up. Because when you were a wee winger, like, you, were, you were brilliant, man. So who, who, was, was, it, who was it that Tommy put me back? Tommy put me back. Did he tell back you why? To toughen me up. He said they wanted me to be tougher. Like, uh, <clears throat> remember it was a game at Barrafield. I think it was Hearts. I remember Hearts were always big and physical so, boys. Yeah. I was getting lumps kicked at me. And after that, Tommy in training had said to him, I'm going to put you... He said, listen, it's only for a few games. Don't think you've done anything wrong with the rest of it. It's just we want to toughen you up a bit. Play it full back. I done all right, and you know what it's like at Celtic. It's a fullback. You very rarely defend, so I'll be pretty much playing as a winger anyway. Mm. So I uh, enjoyed it, and I've just stayed there since. Mm-hmm. Uh, used team uh, high caliber back then, but the quality was tremendous. Oh, unbelievable! I was obviously you were no joke, like you were top dog. I'm not taking <laughs> keep talking, yeah. taking my best. <laughs> and then you'd Mike McGlinchey was was a player one day. Mm-hmm. Gowser. It was just a, the standard was very good. But you got pushed up quite quick, guys, didn't you? You played in the year above, same as me. I went, uh, I we played that in a 19 youth cup, remember it? Against Hearts at Celtic Park. Part, yeah, yeah. We were only, well, you'd played with them for a while, I think, didn't you? And me and, I think me and Mark Muller come up for a couple of games then. We played in that, about 16, 17, maybe. Uh, I played with, I think we pushed up with Kenny McDill for, I remember the reserve game, I went to Hibson, it was back four, it was like me, Big Bobo, was Kendall playing? Kendall and somebody else at left back. I was thinking, fucking hell, man. It's brilliant. Like, yeah. that was my first time. I was only, I was only about 17 playing the reserves. And so I, put, I pushed up quite a lot, but still, uh, I'd still come back down and play on one level. Too. Kenny McDowell could be ruthless, eh? Oh, Kenny McDowell, remember the Fridays? 
used oh, to do the road. Oh my god. I know, wasn't there any leeway at all no. when there? No. Have, you never, have you never done it? You had to do it again. 300 metres in a minute. 300 metres in a minute. Then 600 at 2 to get your, to to get get your weekend off. Weekend off. <laughs> You used to stand on the side of his, you'd have got his side of his pitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can't. Oh, he was a ruthless Kenny, wasn't he? Brilliant, too. Ah, he was very good, I like Kenny. But uh, Danny, see the laughs that we got back in, Danny McGrain, tell Danny McGrain. Because then you were a right back, obviously, Danny was a right back. Danny's one of the guys, he's an absolute legend, but he just, he just kind of got it out, can he? What he's trying to say, he's fucking... No, he's brilliant, Danny. Uh, some stories, I remember playing, uh, waited on film on the reserves and... Big Snowy's sitting up, Snowy's quite religious. It's about five minutes before we go, he's got a towel where he's heat and he's praying. And Dan's like, hey, it's fucking five minutes, kick off, get that fucking towel off your head. <laughs> Big man was praying. <laughs> just so, he hated Snowy, mate. Oh, he used he to batter Snowy all the time. He all the time, mate. He was good, Danny, but yeah, he had his moments, aye. Uh, youth team as well, some laugh, innit? Youth team, I remember. Uh, when I first went into youth team, no, nah, in fact, I wasn't even full time at the time. Tommy invited me in to train for two weeks in the Easter holidays or something. And I, <laughs> I remember walking in and Tommy's like, This is show me about Barrafield and that. <clears throat> and I was there, I did remember. He's, <laughs> he's opened up the door and uh, there's a treatment table. And Midge, Gardine's got uh, Gary Fraser, <laughs> Ben Earth, Bangroom Doggy. <laughs> And Tommy's flung me out the way, shut the door, and went absolute mental with him. But the stories were brilliant. Even when, when we were in there, and the first team used to change itself to park travel there, and it was like Big Sutty and Hartson and Lennon and that. And you used to come in, and you probably remember, they turned the lights off and just fucking volleyballs, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Turn the lights off, the pitch black in the dressing room, you used to have to take cover, and they just start smacking balls everywhere. It was <laughs> But even in our, I've heard you speaking about it before, even in our training, it was like, it was fights all the time, wasn't there? Ah, it was it's different now, isn't it? Uh, Back then it was, Willie used to love it, used to love it, Tommy used to love it, it was uh -huh. fights, it was, oh, we Walsh, he was always wanting to fight with everybody, uh -huh. the, the Irish guy, yeah. he was always wanting to fight with everybody, yeah. the intensity was... 3v3s in the box? Ah, 3v3s were brilliant, it was good, I, I loved it, it was brilliant. Yeah, I think you've told me a story, remember Willie would be trying to split the fights up, and yeah. Tommy would be then, oh! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be like, hey, 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 that's enough, that's enough, that's enough. Tommy's at the side going, oh, 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 he's the man for you. Winded up. He loved it, eh? Tommy loved it, aye. Uh, right, mate, memories of uh, first getting called to train the first team? Eh, uh, in the back at Barrafield, and I think it was a Monday or something, and the, the first team were all day, like five or sides, but I think it was about sixes got called down. There was two, five, two small five or side pitches, so 20 players, and remember when down, and... <laughs> I think it's the best, I remember scoring a goal, I think it's the best goal I've ever scored. It's unbelievable and I thought, fucking hell, this is decent. But then, I think it was a couple of weeks later, I, I trained maybe once or twice a week with them a couple of times and I remember then crossing and finishing with Big Hartson and that and I was putting fucking, well I thought they were unbelievable, boys whipped them round, round defenders and that and shouted, Oi! I'm fucking six foot that way, fucking six foot that way, put the fucking thing up in the air and let me head it. I was like, fucking <laughs> Lenny and that were like, they'd shout at, <clears throat> like, uh, Kenny and that, what the fuck's he doing here? He's not fucking good enough. Not just about me, but just Everyone the young boy in general. He's not fucking good enough to be here. Would you get nervous? Would, would that affect you? Or would, would you just say, I'll show them? Or No, no, it was nerve-wracking. Like, these were fucking big players. Like, that, that, when we were young, the dressing room was full of big characters. But sorry, Lenny, Tom, Tom was nasty as oh, fuck. Wow. They were horrible. They were horrible, <laughs> but... It grounded you, didn't it? Mm. Used to be terrible. See, nowadays, boys who walk in dressing rooms, young boys don't give a shit. 
used to be terrified walking into that dressing room. Mm-hmm. You knew you were getting hammered. Big shot, used to say, he used to say, you look down on, didn't he? Oh, youngin, when you're fucking working McDonald's, make sure you give my, my kids extra chips. <laughs> I <laughs> love you, Tommy. Oh, they were brilliant. What about manager-wise? Was it Gordon Strachan that first called you up? That was under Martin O'Neill. That was only because Injury, they yeah. needed players, right, basically, yeah. making numbers up. But uh, first proper trained of them was, was Strachan, and then I was here quite regularly under Strachan. The first couple of times I got called up, I remember been, <laughs> been down the bottom at Leonardstown and Gary Payne was shouting, Caddy! I'm fucking buzzing coming up through me a bit. Do the line, kid. I'm sleeping. So I get bombed for the reserves to go and be a linesman for the first time. See, when you, so when we spoke to like Charlie Mulgrew, Aiden and stuff like that, see when you used to get the shout to go and turn the first team, was it yes, buzzing, or was it, oh no, I'd rather stay the reserves? I'm dreading it. Terrifying. That's terrible that it's like that. It is like that, but it was just, I think that was done to, obviously the manager, I was terrified of the manager, but I think nowadays you don't get as much respect for senior pros as what we probably respected senior pros, and they used to dash it out fucking non-stop, didn't they? They were cut to the bone stuff, they were, they were harsh yeah. with you, but it kept you grounded, but no, I just, I remember uh, the early days when the first team were, were at Barrafield and we used to get changed in the, a way dressing room at Celtic Park. Yeah. And sometimes while they come in and go, oh, cards, sigh, you're with the first team, and you think, oh, fuck, man, that would be you for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> think, oh, I wonder what we're going to do. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was with the talk in the car, I was doing, I hope we didn't do this. I hope we didn't do this. Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Man, it was scary. And then I was terrified of Stratton. Stratton was on me non stop. He was on you a bit, wasn't he? Non-stop. But that's because he liked you as well. Aye, but uh-huh. I found that out. Listen, he, he looked after him. He's fucking done very well for my career, but. Oh, I was terrified. Tell, the, tell the one about the one where if you scored into that goal. So we're doing a game, it was like 10 v 10, it was quite a smallish pitch. If you scored into that goal, you instantly flipped around and defended the goal that you just scored, scored into. In so I'm running, fucking, we're scoring, I'm going for right back here to right back there, then we're scoring and I'm going that. And he stopped it and he's like, what are you doing? Do you know how he used to just go, what are you doing? <laughs> and just look at it and you'd feel about that size and you'd be like, uh, just going to right back. He'd be like, Look at me, I'm Caddy, I'm just a wee right back. <laughs> that was so funny. I didn't know where to look at him. He was just on me non stop. Even, even the warm up guys, Pendry would be on you as well, wouldn't We used to do these, uh, it was like a technique warm up inside of the foot, outside of the foot. And he would stop and he'd be like, Right, everybody stop. Look at Caddy, look at Caddy, he can't do this. <laughs> Let's watch you, and everyone would just stand and everybody watch you. Everybody just stand and watch me, fucking 20 boys, and me make an absolute cunt of myself. <laughs> and the bag of nerves trying to flip things in the corner. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. But see, looking back, did that stand you in good stead for the rest of your career? See, honestly, see, for the day I've left Celtic, I've never feared, no fear that. Anyone ahead. I've never been worried about getting hammered for a manager. Because mm. he was fucking. Do you think he did do it because he's seen something in you? Definitely. Has he ever, did he ever tell you that? He told me the day he left. He phoned me when he left and uh, said that I was hard way, etc. If you ever need anything, you know where I'm in that. He was, listen, he was brilliant for me for my career, but I was terrified at that club for four years. <laughs> right, was, but you might, as you say, you must have liked as a player. He gave you your debut at 19. You remember the debut? The, I came on against Falkirk or the, that game. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember it too much. No, I, remember, I think I came on for Zico, Paul Hartley. Come on right back, about 20 minutes to go. We're one nil up and I thought to myself, fucking hell, that's a bit of... But a gamble for him, like uh-huh. throwing me on, we won nil up away to Falkirk. I think we won the game, but I don't remember too much of it to be honest. I remember being in and about it and training with them and stuff like that. And, but I never ever thought I would go on because 
we used to sit on the like we used to sit on the bench a lot, but back then I <laughs> me and you used to sit on the bench because we had to because it was no, under twenty one rule, wasn't it? Was it Mowbray that called him? <laughs> Tony Mowbray hammered us, didn't he? <laughs> no hammer does, but he's like, I mean, we've got players on the bench that shouldn't really be on the bench because it's under twenty one rule. Oh, but that one, honestly, ah, unbelievable. Even if you sat in the stand, you got. <laughs> see where the see the Falkirk game. Did you have any inclination that you were going to get one? Nah, never, never was tracking. Would never. there have been any words of encouragement before you went on, or was it? No, nah, you know it was like it was like uh, you'd have the fitness coach on the bench go warm up. The boys would go warm up, and you'd go, you'd come back, get your gear off, and that. But you'd never really see anything. Just right, you're going right back. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and then the choice set pieces. That was it. It was so. It was a constant fucking. Task with him, it was hard work with him. Mm-hmm. Was your mum or dad at the game? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, they weren't at that game. No, I don't think. I was on the bench. I'd been on the bench for quite a few games and never got one. I never really thought I'd ever get one. Mm. But uh, no, I don't think they were there, no. Uh, and then you started a week later, battering Kelly 5 on the cup. Uh, how was that to start start a game for Good, that's my home team as well, come on up. So, uh, <laughs> listen, it was. You done really well, I remember it. Set up the first goal mm. and. Do you know what, actually, see, after a bit. 20 seconds, we took kick off and the ball came back to me and I went to take a touch and under my foot and out of the pitch. <laughs> After 20 seconds, my debut, I was thinking, oh shit. And I played against Willie Gibson, right? And see the week before, played in the reserves and Willie Gibson ripped me a new arsehole. Torn me to shreds. Well, was it Peter Hedden, yeah. Was he? Uh-huh. And uh, I remember after the game, Gary Pendry's like, you gotta get your fucking hammered and like, get your act together. He gave me a Gary Pendry called it a lollipop and he's went to, went to shoot and I went, gave it all that and he's done me and scored. <clears throat> and then a week after, I remember seeing it, I was like, oh, fuck, he told me a new one last week, but I was all right after about five minutes, you get a fucking proper touch of the ball and that, and then I set, the, set Scotty's goal up, Scott McDonald's first goal up, and I felt fine after that. How were the, how were the older boys you when you made your debut? Anyone that, that would come uh, and give that advice? <clears throat> Before the game, not really, no, there was, uh, everybody just kind of kept herself to herself and done their own things, but there's some big guys called, well, was good with me. Uh, Big Elvis when he came to the club was brilliant. Big Elvis me. loved you, mate. Big didn't Elvis was brilliant with me. He when you used to you need to mark Aiden in training, you'd always like oh, Aiden. Well done, Caddy. Like anything you would do anything, against. <laughs> could be anything. Aiden could take a shot and shank it wide, but brilliant, Caddy. <laughs> You've got him on toast, kid. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Uh, right, as you say, you made your debut and you were doing well, mate, but did you ever contemplate Barcelona? I remember the build up to that week and we were saying to you, we think you'll play and you were like, nah, I, Everybody was saying, nah, I think you'll play, I think you'll play. And I thought, nah. Because Willow was back fit and I thought, he'd only been training for maybe 10 days or something. I was thinking, nah, he's going to play him. Or he could have played Gaz right back uh, and played uh-huh. Daz centre half because Daz had played as, as well. And nah, I never thought, that was a thing strange. Never ever, no idea at all, nothing. It just gave you any inkling at all. And I remember, I think we went out in the morning. Uh, we stayed at the, we used to stay at the Hilton, so we went out training the, the day shape that morning. And uh, it's, do you know what? I think he picked like the front players and didn't really mention much today with the defenders. I didn't really find out until an hour and a half before kickoff. But I'm thinking to myself, has he done that so that I don't go home and like, get nervous, go back to the hotel uh, and think about it and all the rest of it? But you know, like, I, I don't get nervous at games. I've never ever get nervous at games. I wasn't nervous. So I knew that it's a win win situation. But did you know that Ronaldinho, who was probably the best player in the world at the time, did you know that he would, did you know you'd be up against him straight away as soon as he mentioned, he named the team? As soon as he named the team, I was thinking, fucking hell man, that's, closest I get to these guys was playing fucking against them in FIFA or Uh something like that and then, just think, do you know what, fucking enjoy it. I just kept saying to myself, go enjoy it, it's fucking, 
I might never get a chance again. And then you go and that music comes on and the place is bouncing. And I remember when the music comes on, I'm, I'm thinking, fuck, I wanna, it was quite a dash to get tickets. Like I had to try and get my mum and dad tickets and stuff like that quickly. Like I knew like half four kick off and they had to travel up and all the rest of it. I'm like, fuck, I wonder if they've made it here in time. And I'm thinking stuff like that yeah, rather than yeah. the game, but no, it was, it was unbelievable. Was there any instruction <laughs> face tracking to how to kind of go about stropping on Odinho? No. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> madness, on it? Madness. Like. He used to just set the team up. He wouldn't go out his way to say, you need to do it. So he obviously trusted me. So what was your thoughts though? When, see, when you were playing against him, what was your, was your thoughts? Nail him quick. My thoughts were... Uh, so you didn't like tackling? My, no. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Don't worry, I hope managers are not listening. No, but you read it no. better than tackling. Do you know what I mean? My thoughts were, uh, fucking hell, any chance of a bit of help for Naka? <laughs> That's not what you want to find out, is it? Like, Abidal was bombing, uh, bombing past Naka's still and I was like, fucking hell. No, I just thought, the first couple of times you got close to him, right? And I remember him backing in and, and he winded me. Like, fucking hell. What was that? He's a unit, man. Uh-huh. Couldn't believe how strong he was and... Just couldn't get him, but I done all right. I done all right. I wasn't, it wasn't great. Wasn't it horrendous? But I just thought try and try and get close to him and just be a bit of a pain in the ass with him. But this fucking listen, that team was was unbelievable. Messi on the other side. Messi stayed the other side. I didn't know why to come to life because you know we're playing right back. <laughs> See, when you're playing that game against those players, are you shown for the bother time? Do you want the bother time, or are you kind of just happy to get through the game? Eh. Uh, and they'll make a mistake. No, but you play against him, you don't have much of the ball. Mm. So there was never really play out for the back end. Like I know we've, we've tried to do that, but you're playing against him, you're off just, you're happy just to get, get a throw in at times. See, when you play at Celtic Park against teams like that, see, getting into their half, trying to get across in the box for throwing, the place erupts. Uh-huh. So you think, fucking hell, get a throw in here, <laughs> fucking 60 years to go, everybody's buzzing. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, uh-huh. But no, you do try and show for it. You try and play your own game, but it's hard against players like that because you're, you're mindful if if I'm trying to show for it too wide and it gets cut out, I'm never getting back in. These players uh-huh. are world class and we're going to anywhere near them. So it's probably a good game to go into there because you're not expected no, to go that's what I mean. I knew uh-huh. straight away, no uh-huh. matter what, it's a win-win situation for me. If I don't do well, then it's my, it's my first start at Celtic Park. Is that the best, even, like your first start at Celtic Park, but is that the best atmosphere you've encountered uh-huh. in your career? Oh, unbelievable. Amazing, I. I used to, I sat on the bench quite a lot of games for, it's different when, when you're actually standing and seeing you standing that line in Champions League music comes on and all the fans go mad and that's fucking unbelievable. Then we went to, we went 2-0 up, 2-0 up. We went 2-0 up, went into 2-1 at half time. Wow. Big, uh, Big Jan scored and then Robbo scored a header for the edge of the box. Went to Earth. Valdez. Valdez, so it did, uh, You remember the goal when the goal went in, uh-huh. Ah, unbelievable. Uh, and then, Messi scored, I think, 40 minutes or something. We went in 2 1 up. I'm fucking buzzing. And so, see, at half time, the whistle goes, you think, I've done, I've done great here. I'm going to. Half time, I'm just thinking, 2 1 up, buzzing. That's my debut, or 2 1 up. I've come in and. <laughs> <laughs> and Strachan's fucking. Own me. He's on me, like, he's like, fucking hell, Cass, can you not see fucking Puyol playing a deco? And no, I think it was Marquez. 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 You know, see Marquez said. playing his fucking diagonals right on to. Ronaldinho's toes get fucking tighter, get closer. When you see that coming, you start getting closer. I'm just going, aye, aye, aye. And Tony Burns has come up about five minutes later. He went, one the sharp enough there, wee man. I went, what do you mean? He's like, gaffer. You should have said, gaffer. I seen them, but I was too busy. Like, what the fucking pass that is? <laughs> and that just can't me down Can't again. And uh, Tommy was brilliant at that. He was fucking, he was unbelievable, man. Yeah, but it was because of Tommy, he maybe played quite a lot in the first team. 
Uh, I think Tommy may be installed more, installed more trust in Strachan to like listen, trust yeah. him give him a show. And back then though, there was a lot of players coming through the youths and and it was it was a thing at Celtic. There was loads of players coming through the youths, so I think that helped enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, despite uh, two one up, big guys gave the ball away on rescores. Would you ever go at guys for doing that? Nah, I don't know. Yeah. Nah, I always felt it was if I had to earn the respect of the first team first. I remember a couple of a couple of boys in the first team, you probably remember yourself, they don't they never really speak much to you. And then see when I get in the dressing room, it's completely different. It's as if you earned their respect. Uh-huh. Get in the dressing room strikings last year and boys just start speaking to you a bit more and some boys would just walk past you, the first team boys it's just how it was. They mm. wouldn't even say anything, but then you start it. Just small things like the same auntie, you'd sit with you at breakfast. If you're sitting in there yourself at breakfast, they'd come sit with you. Just things like that. So you you almost as if you had to earn the respect. And that was the same with guys. And I remember he, he tried to pass it to me, he tried to play it to me, and I'm standing right in behind it. And as soon as always as soon as he took a touch and that boss left his foot, I knew it was a goal. Yeah. He just bent it around guys into the top corner. It was unbelievable. And then you get taken off after sixty minutes. You bit disappointed to be taken off. She wouldn't have done anything wrong, were you? I was, right. I was fucking, aye, I was disappointed, but then, see, after the game, I thought, it was horrible, but I thought, buzzing, I'll come off at two each, and no three two. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking buzzing, come off at two each, uh, and broke Willow, and I still don't know to this day why it happened. But... He never pull you after it and tell you, like, speak about that game at all? Nah, never, Strachan was more so than me than, than most, thing. like, I remember coming on against Aberdeen at half-time, we, uh, I think we needed to win to go top, or, stay up there or something and I think it was Andy Hinkle who got injured and I come on a half time and it was quite flat the first half and I remember getting the ball straight for kick off, played one early tap, Sammy's dinked early goalie, hit the post, nearly scored in places, got a bit of a lift, we done well, we, last minute, we scored and we went up 1-0 and then about the 85th, 86 minute Lee Muller's just about to tap it in and I've just got the slightest toe, cleared it off the line. I remember that as well. Remember, uh-huh. I done well and I yeah. <laughs> gave the place a bit of a lift and then after the game I think, fucking hell, I've done all right here, I've set up a few decent chances, not a word, mm-hmm. after the game, I'm thinking, surely he's going to say well done, not a word, right, this was a Saturday, following Friday, we're in a pre-match meeting, doing set pieces or whatever you do, normally last 10, 15 minutes, after about 10 minutes, he's, he's on doing this, and he's going like that, press pause, I'm like, Caddy, I tell you, you done well last week, and I'm thinking, what's the answer here, do I say, aye, aye, you done, aye, you tell me, then I'm thinking, if I say no, he's, oh, the boys are going to think, look at him, what the gaffer to say, well done. I was like, aye, he went, okay, and then press play. <laughs> I remember that. That <laughs> was so strange, just, wasn't it? Just, he was fucking so hard. Like, I remember getting in an Arsenal to go and loan. Because that's what I was going to say, you only played one more time after. Aye, after that, that again. So, how long were you building up to ask him to go on loan? Oh, months. Months. <laughs> Everyone saying to you, go and go and ask him. Go and ask him. I remember the first team boy, senior boy, saying, listen, go and fuck Get on him, you should be playing. Get on him, you should get more chances. And I thought, aye, aye, I will. And months, every morning, I come in, I'm driving up to come out and think, this is it. Building the courage up. As soon as you open up the doors and you see him, like, morning, gaffer. <laughs> Shake yourself. So I built the courage up and I went in and I knocked on his door and he's like, come in. And he didn't know it was me at the time. He's opened up the door and he's like, caddy. And he just looked at me and went, yes. I went, eh, gaffer. I was like, just not being playing much and I'm stuttering and fucking bagging airs like just uh, wondering do think it'd be good if I went out and loan he went no nope. that was it he just looked at me and went that you 
<laughs> I went, yeah, we went, okay. <laughs> Walked through, that was it. Do you wish you'd, do then, you wish you'd maybe you know, gave more, but I'm oh, sorry, and you go. And then, to be fair, about two weeks later, actually, he uh, called me in and went, Caddy, Dundee United are hips. I didn't know what he was talking about, I went, Dundee United went, good choice. Craig Levine will phone you the next hour. That was, that, that, that was me gone. Thing. Do you wish? Uh, do you wish he gave you more as a kid? Do you wish he gave me more? Eh, uh, nah, nah. I don't. I, I quite enjoyed that tough, tough love. Ah, I quite because it set me up now for my career. But maybe when I was back then, I probably think should I have maybe pushed that a wee bit more. Went in and been a wee bit. I just had so much respect for him and so mm. much respect for for Celtic as a club. Obviously, I loved it and I was a fan in that. But I just thought. Should I have maybe pushed that a wee bit more and said, I want to play more? Because I think sometimes that helps. If you get a manager and say, listen, I want to play here. I'm not happy just sitting on the bench. Yeah. I sometimes yeah. that plants, plants that wee seed in their, their head. Because I remember at that time, we, like you said, the first team were telling you you should be playing. We all thought you should be playing. Did you think you should have been playing more? Like head of Willow and Ankle? I know that's a big question to ask you, but... <sighs> at times, I think I merited to play. I, I do. At times, I, I remember doing well <clears> in training and stuff like that. And, and I think... I should have probably got a better chance, but listen, he knows better than than mm-hmm. most, and I just went along with it. How was uh, how was Hinkle away? Strange guy, wasn't he? Hinkle? And he was. Do you remember his joke he told in his initiation? Uh, we, we are sinking. We are sinking. The fucking worst joke ever, man. He was <laughs> a weird was guy. He was a nice guy, but he was a weirdo, wasn't he? Uh, he was a nice guy. Did he give any tip, tips or pointers? Was uh, Willow was good. Mark Wilson was really good. Andy just kept himself to himself. He was quiet, but yeah. Willow was good. To be fair, Willow would say himself at times. Listen. Go in and speak to him and tell him it should be. <laughs> Wallace probably tell me to do that. <laughs> so he didn't. So the goes, fuck off, get out of here. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Right. Uh, in the first team, mate, some big players come. I love your Tommy Gravison story. Two. One, he used to take you home, didn't he? Oh, train Tommy station. used to take me to train station, aye. And How did that come about? One day did he just say. So we used to phone a taxi, me and Mark Muller. So we used to phone a taxi and we were sitting at reception and Tommy would. Uh, Couple of days he just walked past, oh, say bye, say, and then one day he'd be like, where he's gone at Central Station? I see you here every day, why he's, you just ask me. I was like, we'd never ask you for a lift. So for about three, four weeks in a row, he'd take us into Central, we didn't want to think anything there. Every day he'd take us in. After about a month, he'd be like, Tommy, where does he live? He's like, if you come out Celtic Park, la, you turn left, I stay 20 minutes up. He stayed fucking 40 minutes for Central Station. He used to take us in there every day. He's just so lonely, He's just so lonely. He was such a nice guy. He just, he'd done some mental things. Come back from Barrafield, he used to, just have to wait. He'd come back from Barrafield and he'd turn right again to sell the uh-huh. park. And everybody'd be waiting because of oncoming traffic. But Tommy would go in that lane thing and put his hand at the window and indicate. <laughs> he was fucking mental. And then he'd get to the, the reception and just walk past the lady at the the reception and just go like that. It's fucking metal. <laughs> Crazy. What about uh, obviously Stratton didn't uh, get on with him? Uh, maybe he's been up, on the nah, 11th. got switched here. And then that he didn't get on with him, so he was uh, he was training with he was training with Willie with the reserves and by this time I was training every day with the first team and we were doing eleven v eleven doing the, the back at Barrafield and for whatever reason we were training down there and then the reserve team were coming on straight after the We'd done 11 v 11, so the game's going on, and some I can't remember, somebody's played this by it, big diag team, and Tommy's sitting at the side, and there's this big traffic cone. There used to be traffic cones in there for some reason. Tommy's sitting with this big traffic cone, <laughs> and 
just as I'm about to take my touch, Tommy picks up a traffic gun. Coney shouts, time, caddy, time! <laughs> back and I was like, I'm fucking out of here. He was just fucking some guy. Oh, tremendous. Right, and he mentioned a couple of guys who did look after you. Uh, Paul Hartley was brilliant, wasn't he? Zico was brilliant with me. Aye, and the first team, really good. Uh, just have a day on, on the pitch, off the pitch. He'd <clears> phone me, look after me in the hotel, make sure everyone was all right. He was brilliant. Gar Caldwell, the same. Big Elvis when he came. Big Elvis just had a soft spot for me. I don't know why, but he was brilliant with me. And the first team boys were, were good too. Aidan was your pal. Aidan well, was good. I think it helped with Aidan because it's almost, obviously, Aidan's went on an unbelievable career, much better than obviously myself and that. But I think it helped that he came through the youth and on. He obviously, he probably nervous, maybe not so much, Aidan. He never fucking yeah, got he nervous or busy. Yeah. Uh, he obviously had. Understood what what it meant to come through and stuff like that. So he was good at all. Well, uh, obviously you said that you thought Strachan hated you, but him and Aiden were tremendous. <laughs> you were there when was it Jim Blythe or kicked Jim off? Blythe in the dressing room. Well, so what, he was arguing with Strachan first. So basically, right, Aiden, you know, Aiden was like always wanted the ball. So Strachan kept saying to Aiden at half time, "Fucking stay wide, stop coming in and stay wide, and we'll get the ball." And he's like, "I'm not getting the ball, I'm not getting the ball." And he's like, "I'm telling you, just fucking stay wide." And then it just something, you know, it was like just escalated. And then Jim Blythe said something, and I think Aiden said something about, oh, shut the fuck up, Jim, or something like that. And Jim Blythe says to him, I'm telling you, son, I'm your fucking worst nightmare. Don't you speak to me like that. And it just escalated that way. But Did Aiden you know, get a boot off his head to Jim Blythe? Oh, something like that happened, but we all, we all get totally disappeared. Basically, we get fucked into the masseur bit at the back. Oh, tremendous, man. Uh, personal life was end up in the papers. You remember when you first got told that that was going to be in the paper? I never, I never got told it was going to be in the paper. Did you know that? No. So, the story behind that was, we went, do you know we used to go Celtic, we'd go and say like Shamrock Rovers, for instance, we're opening up a stadium, Celtic would send a team over. So we went there and played. Just before uh, I left to go earlier, my mate texted me saying, listen, this lassie's saying that she's pregnant and you're the dad. The daddy, daddy uh huh? I'm Caddy's Caddy the daddy. The daddy. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, no chance. So it was fine, but then it started playing in my head. I'm thinking, fucking hell, man, what this is? You know, it's like your young boy, you start thinking, my career's fucked, all the rest of it. You just think the worst. So I went out to Ireland, and I, honestly, I had the worst game I've ever played. And as we spoke about Elvis, loved me, and Gaz Caldwell. And they two played centre half that day. And it's as if the two of them had been speaking to each other. And then the, after dinner that night, we stayed in the hotel after dinner, the, the pool men were like, listen, we can tell something's wrong here. It's, that's not like you, you just won the year same. He says, we can all have bad games, but there was something not right about you there, we've not seen that for you. And I ended up just, I just told him. I was like, oh, just things, this lass has said, all the rest of it. And while I was in, uh, while I was in Ireland, she went to my house, told my, told my mum and dad, turned off the house, pulled his brass, told them. And I come back, and I remember my dad saying, somebody's been at the house. I lassie, I was like, all right. And then getting there. I didn't, I didn't tell them, I didn't, I didn't know how to say it, because I thought, nah, it's a lot of shit. And I didn't tell them, and then my dad had said to me, and I said, no, that was it. So I, I was driving to, no, we played the, it come out after the Kamalik game, my debut, as if they held it. Right. And then that, so it come out. The next morning? The next morning, aye, that morning, after I played, and uh, my gran had died. Oh, so she did in a minute. My gran had died on the 15th of February, and that come out like the 16th of February or something, so. I'm driving back for the fucking <clears throat> for the hospital. My mum's just lost her mum, and I went into the garage and 
try to get like petrol and that now. Fucking hell, that's me. I've seen it the first time I've seen it, it's in a, in a petrol station. I'm filling up, and my mum's just lost her mum. I'm thinking, fucking hell, the last thing she wants is coming out and seeing that in the paper. I'm thinking, myself, I've got fucking 20 quid on myself. Buy all the papers. I buy all the papers, so she doesn't, and all the petrol station. I'm thinking, can't do that, she's going to see it, but man, it was horrible. And obviously, you mentioned them for the scheme, and two reporters, there was two, four cars, there was two reporters and two photographers at my door for the next three, four days, following my mum to the supermarket. And Fuck's sake. It just <clears throat> escalated like that. In fact, they didn't turn up until after the Barcelona game. So yeah. it was in the paper after the Kelly game, and then the reporters and that came, started knocking on the door and started following me and that. And How yeah. surreal was that? Oh, it was mental, mate. Absolutely mental. Kicking about the scheme, like a fucking celebrity with people following me. <laughs> remember them following, just following me everywhere. They were so clever, though. I remember a guy coming and knocking on the door, and he's sitting like this, and then I went to speak, and he's just turned his body, and as he's turned his body, the guy's just started. That's just clever, they were fucking uh, assholes. I how wanted to sue them. How, how, did you want to sue them? I wanted to sue them, because it was slander, because it wasn't true, and I wanted to sue them. And uh, Strachan's like, nah, because they'll... They'll come for you for the rest of your career, so don't bother. And I remember Strachan pulled me that morning, and obviously I was a bag of nerves with him and terrified. And then he was fucking unbelievable, brilliant. Pulled me, he's like, You should have came and told me, and it's happened. Don't worry about it, we'll support you. And he ended up banning the Sun Sports team for Celtic Park for about three weeks. Did he? Eh? Uh, so he didn't, he didn't get any any interviews like after games. Like he was brilliant. But it was constant jokes about it as well, wasn't it? He pulled a he pulled a meeting that morning and just fucking in front of everybody just before the start of training. Everybody's seen Caddy and his, this this girl in the paper. I just hammered me. Like. Uh, brilliant. Uh, again, he was on you again at an open training session at Celtic Park. Fucking hell. Some theme this in it. <laughs> uh, used to do an open training session and used to do this crossing and finishing drill and. It was me one side on the right, Mark Wilson the other side on the right, and Willow's fucking shanking these things everywhere into the stand, <laughs> fucking kicking balls off the ground and all the rest of it. And I'm putting a couple of decent balls in, and I've put maybe one bad ball in, and he's standing behind me. He's just come up and just kind of silently whispered in my ear, this is too much for you, Caddy, just walk down that tunnel, get your clothes on and go home, son. <laughs> I'm like, it's back in hell, man. I used to, as if he constantly just, when I was crossed, he would he stand, would stand right there. there uh, uh, but then see, Went away with Scotland years later. We'd done the same again. He was fucking buzzing. Brand new, yeah. He was mad. I loved him, though. I, as much as I've said, I was different, I loved him. Uh, tactically and stuff like that, it was unbelievable. I training was good, training was amazing, yeah. uh, Gary Pendry as well, Champions League away trip. This is brilliant, man. I love keeping you grounded, didn't I? Fucking hell, they too bullied me, didn't they? Away in the Champions League, play, uh, I can't remember who it was. Alborg, I think it was actually. I think it was played Alborg. And, Train that night at the stadium, come back, get your get your shower or whatever, get your uh, go back down for, for dinner. And I'm one of the first down and no, no, sorry, I was one of the last down. I was one of the last down. I think it was me and Aidan were sharing and I walked in and the place is full with everybody and Cad uh Gaz Pendry shouted for about twenty yards away, a couple of tables with Caddy, how tall are you, kid? I'm buzzing thinking, oh, five, six, five, five, seven, five, eight. All right, didn't know they made shit that size. <laughs> Just made me feel like that, man. Funny, and everybody's pissing themselves, and I'm like, fucking, feel like crying. Oh, you should have given me a bit of bite, nah, mate. Uh, he, too he, much respect. He could be him. harsh on the young boys as well. Right, done your night. You said you went on a loan. Uh, big Craig Levine, you loved him at the time, didn't you? Loved him. What was so good about him? Do you know what I liked about Levine? See if, see if he'd played five hundred games and you'd played twenty-five minutes. 
he was treated exactly the same. Brilliant. He would hammer a 35-year-old exactly the same way he'd hammer an 18-year-old. Loved him, he was just so fair. Training was high intensity, mm. very high intensity. Never done much. Like, he never done much. Hoosty done everything. Hoosty was brilliant. Right. Really good coach, Hoosty. What's the worst you've ever seen Levine crack? Remember? Uh, I think Hibs away, I think we were doing one at half time, what horrendous, and he just fucking. I'd never seen it with. Stratton used to go mad, but no. Oh, like he, would, he could be cut, but he wouldn't go mad at him. Either eat a bit of fruit or have something on his shoe, and that's when you knew. See if he'd something on his shoe, like that. And then he would crack or he'd beaten a banana or uh -huh. something like that, and you knew he'd gone to crack. But Levine just had that sharpness about him, that fucking hell. He was uh -huh. a big guy, he was a bit of a fucking maniac, but so fair, I loved him, brilliant. Uh -huh. uh, good Willie was there as well. Goody, aye, story about Goody is, uh, it's well documented. Goody was a fucking good player, but he was a loose cannon, loose cannon, wasn't he? Loose cannon. So I can't remember what he'd done, but he must have got up to some uh. trouble anyway. And he was always getting caught out. At, he was staying in Big Street, Big Lee Wilkie's house, and he was always getting caught out at night and got me women and buds and stuff like that and all the rest of it. So Levine and Peter Houston made him stay in the executive box. So <laughs> he's went and brought a TV, come in one morning with a TV and Xbox and all the rest of it. Pretty much made a, one of the executive boxes a house for him. No chance. At so, Tanadice. At Tanadice. So, so we finished training at one o'clock. He'd stay there to whenever Levine and Hooster left. So say they'd leave at six o'clock. He would leave at six o'clock when they left. Go home. He was told he had to phone Hooster on the hour, every hour up until he was going to sleep. So you have to phone Hooster every hour saying, I'm still, I'm, I'm in streaky and all that. But he was fucking, nah, Levine was good, mate. Very yeah. good. Maybe him. when you went, you, you, you were flying it, didn't you, like, weren't you? I was doing all right. Enjoyed it. Was really it when you played it? Played a 3 5 2 and I played wing back. Mm. I loved it. I came and watched it. Team. Nice wing yeah, yeah, uh, right, you come back uh, and Strachan eventually leaves. Just the last bit on Strachan, uh, last time you seen him, Scott Brown's wedding. Aye, Strachan, uh, <clears throat> so he just left that summer and uh, was at Scott Brown's wedding. And I remember just like facing you, for instance, and something's fucked me in the back of the heat. I've turned around and Strachan's like that. I'm thinking, shit, so I had, to, I had to go and speak to him, but it was fine. So, uh -huh. What, was it a roll or something you took there? I think it was a roll, a actually. Roll, I yeah. think it was a roll right <laughs> in the back of the heat. Oh, what a man. Brownie as well, Brownie was good for you, wasn't he? Brownie was, was very good, aye. Brownie, uh -huh. big kipper. Chris Killen, they two were, oh, were Chris Killen was mental, wasn't he? Mental. They used to do, they had a, a hotel trip that used to do all the time to everybody. Everybody was new, they used to. So Kipper would piss in a bag, <laughs> an ice bag, and pierce it with a fork. So the piss would be flying everywhere. Bang on your door, you'd open your door up and they'd launch it in and piss everywhere. <laughs> you'd drive beside them if you were pulling up at Celtic Park to drive beside them, you'd be like, roll the window down, you roll the window down. And he throws like a bit of paper in and you're like, and as you're picking the paper up, he's squatting water in your Obviously, when you've broken it the first team, you're saying, playing beside Gaz Caldwell, but behind you was, was Arthur Boric. How mad was he? Mad. But he shouted at you during games and stuff like that. No, no, really. Do you know what? See, when I get into the first team dressing room, I sat beside Arthur. I had Arthur at one side and, and he was he was quiet, but he, he was all right. He was sound. But I had some fucking stories of him. He was a maniac, mate. Maniac. Just flip like that. Mm -hmm. uh, unbelievable goalie, like, but there's quite a few of him. I remember the first time he played uh, played uh, Rangers at Celtic Park and you know, you used to, when you played, you used to get into gate two and you'd wait on your car coming round and you'd get in your yeah. car. And I remember every day rushing out of gate two and I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on here? 
and somebody had radioed up to security saying, Arthur Boric is walking through Brickton on his own. <laughs> straight after, straight after playing Rick, aye. So they get jumped down in a minibus and went and got him. Like, he, he, didn't, he didn't know, but he didn't care. Yeah. Uh, other times at half time, he'd have a fag in the, have a fag in the dressing room. <laughs> a fag, mate, as if he can't swear it, do you know what I mean? Aye, he'd go to the toilet. Aye, he'd go to the toilet and he'd be like, fucking hell. I think he's like, what are you talking about? Tremendous, Smoke the dressing room, he'd turn up late in taxis and stuff like that. And I remember there was a, something happened with Aiden and Big Daz when they were out in Glasgow one night. It made the press and Strachan was raging and Strachan called a meeting. He's like, listen, Nate is out in Glasgow or Edinburgh anyway. I'm fed up here. He's a fucking hell getting himself in trouble. I don't know why he's wanted why he's would want to do it. Fuck off to London, fuck off to Manchester. Nick can't know he's done there. He's all got plenty of money. Go down there if he's wanting to get big artists said that I'm like. Gaffer, I stay close to Falkirk. Do you mind if I go out for a couple of pints in Falkirk? Strachan <laughs> <laughs> so loved him to a dinner. Strachan liked him, man. To be fair, do you know what I liked about Arthur? Remember we got taken on the Christmas dues at Holborn and he, he paid for everyone? Paid for everything, aye. And then uh, we went to America. It's me and Gowser sharing in a room and Strachan, in America, you can't go out if you're under 21. Yeah. Strachan's like, everybody out. Caddy, Gowser, he's kind of good. He's a, was you there, no? Mm, you? No, I don't think so. No, you're at my bit Swindon or right. something or something like that. Caddy goes, he's kind of good, he's on the lid. And to be fair, Arthur's like, listen, I'll take them out. And if they get knocked back, I'll come back. <laughs> Carver's like, there's fucking one guy that's not taking me to it, it's you. Right. But, you know what, like, uh, Big Yara set once as well? Oh, Big Yara in the fucking casino. I was just, what, 18, 19? I was in the casino, just me and my mate. One night, playing fucking two and three pound. I'm playing, like, just around, and I've met Big Yara, he's come up, start talking away, and... Hey, Gary, you, you have this. And it was like a, a gold bar, mate. It was about five grand. He's what, you mate, just to play with. Wow. I was thinking, fuck hell, I'm for the scheme. I'll put that in my back pocket and they looked. <laughs> obviously, I didn't take it, but just the guys on a different level. Uh, guys, Caldwell was always good for looking after you on a night. He's always paid for everybody. I used to go, I went three, four Christmas nights out with them and never never paid a penny. Never. Big Yan was good enough. Big Yan, sorry. He was a top man, Big Yan. Big Yan, fucking big cunt. No, I remember going back to the Barcelona game. I wanted to go on Odinho's top. I was just about to get it, and Big Yann like, no, nah, no, nah, you'll play against these players all the time. They're a fuck, mate, they'll play against them soon. <laughs> He's not daft, is he? No, I get Decos. Oh, did you get Decos, did you? I got Decos, You still got it? I've still got it. Oh, yeah. Like, see him Bruni this serious now, it's when you remember. See, that's the thing, right? Then. Bruni's, see off the pitch, people don't see it. Bruni's, he's the best guy ever. Mm. So calm, always up for a laugh. See, you see him in that tunnel, he's just the most stone-faced guy ever. He gets in the zone, doesn't he? Ah, he's fucking, he's... The polar opposite of the pitch, people mm-hmm. don't realise it. He's, I think it's getting well documented now, the things he does off the pitch for different people. Mm-hmm. That, but uh, he's fucking, he's, he's a top man. Like. Uh, right, uh, Tony Mowbray comes in. Uh, did you feel you were getting fair opportunities under him? See, when he first came in, I thought to myself, he's... My type of manager. My type, he's a gung-ho kind uh, of manager. Like, I remember him. his full-backs, the bomb on So, under Tony Mowbray, we used to play two centre-halves, and then we have... We had Belanger and Guelmo and Scott Brown. Mate, how good was it? Sorry to interrupt. How good was Guelmo when he first came? Very good, mate. Remember Dana Blue? Remember him and Gowser? Him and Gowser were racing each other. Gowser racing each other, mate. It was fucking unbelievable. He was the fittest man alike. He was good, wasn't he? Uh-huh. He was good. Uh, so he used to just have like a box. So they two would, Landry and Bruni would sit. And then you'd have Mick and Gaz or whatever sitting. And then fullbacks had to start at the halfway line. Wingers come and say, it was just gung ho. Mm-hmm. So I thought, this is going to be good. And I played most of my games under him. I played quite a lot under him. And did he, did, would Mowbray be the type that would pull you in um, and tell you that he liked you? Uh, 
Nah, no particularly. He was, nice, he was such a nice man. Mm. Tony Murray was... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Nicest man ever. Still is, obviously, was at Blackburn Mill. But Vino was more the one that was. Vino was close. Remember, like, Vino was close. He tested one. He tested one. Remember the. Cardiff? An Australian Cardiff. Uh-huh. An Australian, but like, when they signed him. And what they just bought like, 3.5 million for somebody. Uh, Jenkins, good. When they signed him. When they signed him. We're like, nah, no, he's alright, man. I used to hammer boys. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I got released. No, Vino was fucking. Some guy wanted Tony Mulder would say something, then Vino would get involved, and then Granty would say something. It was like the three of them were just desperate to get their messages on. Uh-huh. Three big personalities. Three big personalities. Uh, good guys. Uh, good guys. Uh, how good, the best thing about Tony Mulder was he upgraded us to first class. Oh, amazing that one. Never been in first class in my life, though. Oh, that was it's amazing. amazing. You see the food we're going to on grazing as you were calling it, didn't you? Grazing. <laughs> Took the pants. Aye. Robbie Keane arrived that season. How good was he, kids? Oh, fuck. Do you know what? Listen, I can't speak for anybody else, but I, I thought Robbie Keane was too good for Celtic. Yeah, that that made sense. Yeah, that. He was uh-huh. making... You wouldn't, you wouldn't realise until you'd watch highlights of games. He was making runs that nobody could provide. Do you know what I mean? He was, he was fucking ridiculous. Would he, Great guy, by the way. Would he get frustrated at No, he never no, would, no. Quite chilled. No, he was, a, he was a good guy. He was sound, chilled, tried to help everybody. Uh, but I, I just thought that he was too good for the league and would he been the best you played at in the first team at Celtic? Nah, I've always said I loved Sean Maloney I loved playing oh, you, but you said Maloney was horrible to play against oh, in training eh? never know if he was going left never know if he was going right strong, powerful, quick but it takes a lot to beat Naka I think uh, Naka was a joke what I mean. was he like, like you said that you played behind him what was it like to play behind him? tough because he would uh... tough aye but when you were on the ascendancy and you were Going forward, then you just you just had to game it, mm-hmm. just game the ball. I remember going back to striking actually. We, it was sn- heavy snow one day, and we were out training. If you were training this day, and Naka was that good, like he was unbelievable. He never took a bad touch, never gave a bad pass. He was a joke. And he's went to take a touch, and he took a bad touch, and it was heavy snow. And Strachan's blew the whistle, and went right, everybody in, 
If he can't control it, Nene, you can. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, right? the set is on. Session's done. 20 it. minutes. <laughs> but he, I've always said he was, he was the best. Uh, right, back on Mowbray, mate. Why do you think it never worked for him? Just that, that the relationship with him, Vino and Granny? Possibly aye, but I think, I think with Tony Mowbray, at times, we're in the Europa League, so we're maybe going away on a Thursday and then coming back and travelling away to Inverness on a Sunday, and it's almost as if Tony Mowbray just expected I would have Inverness will turn up and but you need to remember when, when everybody else is playing against Celtic, it's their biggest game. Mm. Everybody lifts their thing, and it was, I think he just find it hard to think, no, we should be beating them, but it shouldn't be, because you've got to turn up and do everything right. And I don't know, it was, it was difficult, there was obviously a lot of players come in, and it just didn't work for him, unfortunately. When was, uh, when was the time that you thought I need to get, get away from Celtic? Uh, probably when. When Lenny, Lenny was reserve manager, right? And and I played a lot of games under Lenny was reserve manager. And he kept pulling me saying, you should be playing with the first team and all the rest of it. And Lenny ended up getting the job for the last nine games. <laughs> I'm still really <laughs> So at the end of that season, we went to... Was it America with Lenny? Me and you, were We it? went to... Uh, went to America with Lenny and... Oh, that was that night I lost my head. Uh, oh, fuck, I You threw a fucking guyser, wasn't it? Uh-huh. The guy from Nike. <laughs> 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 you throwing it on pies? Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> he'd die for night uh, I just remember coming back there in there and see to be fair I got offered a new deal when I was under Lenny right Lenny pulled me in and said I can't promise you'll play but days you're doing and you'll get a chance and I think it was quite brave for me to, to say no nah, I want to go and play and I went to Swindon for less money and not a big was so, that less money? I, I went to Swindon I for a lot less so when I <clears throat> I got a new deal under Strachan, I think it was my first like proper deal and yeah. Strachan looked destined with it and it was then amazing but I went to Swindon for less money and and uh, I was a bit of a gamble but I just got to the age where I thought, because I've seen a lot of boys at 23, 24 still hardly play the game itself and I thought no, do you know what, I want to go and be a, I want to go and be a player, I want to get a career. I decided to leave at 21 I think I left for two years wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what? I think I took a lot for you the year before. You went and played and fucking flying, didn't you? Uh-huh. Swindon, you got to play a final and was it semi final? Final, uh-huh. final for Millwall, wasn't it? Uh-huh. And I thought, fuck it, just just go and try and make a career for yourself. You get looking back, do you wish you'd stayed? Nah. Yeah? Nah. Nah, I'd, I'd never look back with regret. Nah, I left. If I stayed there another year, I might have not got that chance to, to leave. And then I'm looking at 22, 23, I've only played 15 games in my career. And, nah, because I went. Maybe after the first year I left, I actually got relegated. Didn't I was talking up to you, never got relegated. I was flying, mate. We'll do this, we'll do that. We'll get an unbelievable thing. Fucking relegated. I think we were done by March, we know. So. Three different managers, I know. It was Cameron just when they were, especially that. See, Paul Hart came in. Remember, he, remember when we got relegated to Sheffield Wednesday? He stood naked for naked a year. And absolutely cane Scotty Cuthbert. Remember? <laughs> Bollock naked. Caught King out the side of his pants. Thanks, <laughs> Scotty. If you don't head the ball and you fucking break your nose by heading the back of his centre. <laughs> so he did. Naked. Aye. I pranked him at right as well. Paul Hart, did he? Uh, Steaming. <laughs> Hope he's not watching us because he won't bat his man. Uh, and then, mate, do you remember the day you heard that the madman was, was coming to swim the Decario? Aye. He phoned me. Uh, he, he phoned you? He phoned me. Did he? Do you remember? I can never got a phone call. He phoned me when I come. Uh, I was in Cyprus with Haley, my mate, and his missus. And he phoned me. And uh, left a message. I was like, fuck's this? So I ended up phoning back. He's like, Paul, we start training. This was like Friday. We start training Monday. We started like 20th of oh, June or something, remember? So early, huh? I'm thinking to myself, my flight's on Tuesday. 
I was like, oh, that was how you missed it, huh? No, I didn't miss it. I had to come back. Oh, did you? Huh? I had to book a flight the Sunday night. I come back the Sunday night and went to training. So the you Monday wouldn't even morning. let you come back and nah, the fuck. <laughs> no, I went to see you Monday. I'm like, all right, right, that's fine. But you know what? I was buzzing though because obviously I was a Celtic fan. I loved him. I thought he was a genius. Uh-huh. Loved him. And the thing I always worried about was that the club would go for somebody in League Two that would want to just go hoof ball and it wouldn't suit like me. They'd want big players, but like physical players. And then they brought him in. I thought he's going to want to try and play here and this would be perfect. What was it? When was the first time you thought he is mental? Uh, probably the first day. He just, he just did this thing about him, didn't he? He was scary, mate. Oh, he was mad. He mm-hmm. was mad. No scary on striking for me, I don't think. Nah? No? No, striking, I don't know. Striking was just different. But No, he was. He was mental. But probably because he was never on me. He loved you, didn't he? He was first, never on uh, me, uh, uh, He wasn't, to be fair. Uh, he was brilliant. Tactically, he knew the game inside out, didn't he? Uh, Every position. But the thing, <laughs> just didn't trust anybody, didn't he? No? He was a part we used of the day. So defenders would go and day shape with him, and then everybody else would their continuous warm-up. With Claudio, didn't uh, the midfielders And then the midfielders would come out, and then we'd go back and do another one. What? He just didn't. He's the coach. Slap Fabio and everything, didn't he? He's <laughs> assistant manager. <laughs> assistant. How did you take to obviously your diet? Wasn't it great? How did you take to the butter, the ice? Madness, wasn't it? I was madness, I, but no, but my diet was alright when I was a fat one. <laughs> didn't, didn't eat chicken fried rice curry and <laughs> prawn crackers there, so. Uh, no, I remember there were long days, I know, so it was hard, but just dry chicken, dry pasta. We used to have to sit at the table, remember? He brought that in, uh, and we used to have sit at the table, uh-huh. and we weren't allowed to eat until the captain made sure everybody was there, right, we can go and eat, and stuff like that. And I remember with Tommy Muller, Tommy Muller's fucking 34 with three veins and a wife, and one, I was sharing with Tommy in, in Italy, and one morning he's went and got coffee, and he's singing, Canners come over, and Ed the Canners come over, and I'm like, oh! No, no milk, no milk. Tommy's laughing. Me and Tommy are pissing ourselves laughing. And he just looks at it and he's like, no milk. Uh-huh. Tommy's like, what do you mean? He's like, you have cake, you don't need milk. Tommy's like, I can have a bit of cake, but I can't have milk, my coffee. Milk. He's a maniac, uh-huh. absolute maniac. Uh, he made you cabin, didn't he? It was initially a reaser, wasn't uh-huh. it? Oh, Reese. What a weirdo, man. What a weird guy. Ah, victory. Oh, that, that's the first thing I said to him when he made me captain. He pulled me in and said, uh, would you like to be captain? Ollie Reese said, get injured. And uh, would you like to be captain? I said, aye. But I said, Gaffer, I'll be honest, I'm not doing a victory in the dressing room. And he's like, but why? <laughs> I was like, it's no me. It's, it just doesn't do anything. I'm one of these guys that, like, see if I could skip a warm-up. I'd skip a warm-up. I'd just go out and play. I don't like in, in the dressing room doing all that shouting and that. I'm like, it's no me. I'm not standing. I've never done it. I don't remember. I've never ever done it. Ooh, ah, victory. He made fucking all Reese get us on a circle, didn't he? And we all put hands on each other. And he'd go, ooh, ah, and we'd go, victory! And the canny was proper fucking into it, not I was like, I'm not doing that. Uh-huh. So uh, I made me captain. It was uh Would he talk to you about Celtic for that? Nah, never. Nah. Yeah. No, no, he never really. Did you Tommy, Tommy signed him a lot, didn't he? Tommy Burns signed him. Tommy signed him, he never really say much, no. But he liked never... you more than he liked you the most out of everyone, didn't he? Oh, I don't... Aye, but I never really had a relationship with him. It was never one of the guys that you'd go in and you'd sit the one to one with him, wouldn't you know? Yeah. You'd never really pull anybody around like that. And... Oh, the old time, he would pull me if he was... He'd only ever pull me if he was wanting to moan about something. Yeah. So... Me. Nah, he fucking loved you. Nah, he did. I did, he loved you. He used to pull me in and say, we're playing a Saturday. Pull me in on the Monday and go, oh, I was a captain. Paul, you are the captain here. I need you to spread the message. 
Alan McGon, Mark, Saturday night, Chinese with his wife, come on. I'm looking at him thinking, the game is falling Saturday. We can't do this, come on. I'm he like, knew everything, didn't he? Everything. I think he paid people in Swindon, didn't he? He must oh, have yeah. knew everything. He used to say, we play McDonald's, he used to come at MK Don's, McDonald's. McDonald's. Saturday we play McDonald's, Isaac, Isaac McLeod, for instance. Isaac McLeod, he no train Monday, he no train Tuesday, he no train Wednesday. He do fitness tests Thursday, he trained Friday. Like, how the fuck do you know that? Yeah. It turned out to be true. He just knew everything. Scary, he knew the game inside out. I know he was. What was the one? Uh, was it Christmas Day? Was this when you were bombed? Is this when you remember? No, he... no, I wasn't bombed. No, I was, no, I was all right. But then this was his first season. Remember right. the, the, the boys had been. Uh, so he picked a squad. Obviously, Christmas Day, I think we played away to. Oh, I can't remember. Played away to Exeter or something. And uh, it's weird to be in Christmas Day travelling. <laughs> but the boys that won the won the plane had to come in and do a gym session. And at that time, the boys were like, ah, but I'll come in. Nobody will ever know if we just stay at home. I remember, mm-hmm. like, Cal Kennedy and stuff like that. <clears throat> they were like, nah, we're no bother coming in. So a couple of them sacked it off, and the canals found out, Boxing Day. And the boys were like, how the fuck does he know? The canals sneaked in during the night and put a camera in. Put a camera in the gym, and zoomed it in so they could see everybody coming into the gym. Mm-hmm. He was fucking mental. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when he left? Uh, he, oh, my memory's terrible. Remember when he left, he, he tried to break in, didn't he? No break in, but... Oh, he so went, he did to the, 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 the ground, didn't he? To the ground, the guys. Did he take TVs or that? Take, to be fair, he probably bought them all. Uh-huh. He spent a fortune at that club. He used to buy all the telly, remember? He used to, uh, used to then he used to bash them off the wall. Remember the time we played Torquay, and I think it was around about Christmas time, and we were getting beat 2-0 at half-time, and he came at half-time, and he went, if you get in the final third, just kick it out for a goal kick. <laughs> just give <laughs> them a goal <laughs> kick. Oh, Simon, if you get the ball, just kick just it out for a goal kick. Aye. Used to go mad at half time times, didn't he? Oh. Remember uh, Barton away? Barton. <laughs> Barton. <laughs> used to flip the thing in, the big hamper, smash the door in that, and got a fucking, had to be a fortune fine. Uh-huh. Some guy, man. Leon Clark was the best going, tell us. Leon Clark, so played South He was on a fortune last, wasn't he? And well, we found out, we found out afterwards <laughs> in the dressing room. So as soon as the full time muscles went, Claudio's come straight on the pitch, straight on it, and straight up to Leon Clark. Tomorrow, we do some fitness runs. You're not fit enough. Clark is like, leave me. Just let me get in leave the Leave me, bruv. Leave me, bro. <laughs> leave me, leave me. So the canners tried to like, grab him as he got to the tunnel. Clark is like, leave me. And seeing him get in the tunnel, mate, I was like, fucking something like Green Street, man. Punching his cunt, aren't he? Oh, he was chasing me. The canners tried to throw, throw a cone at him. And it's just, there's like a vert, like a thing at the top of the one. It's just hit the wall. Clarky's kept his run out and see, obviously you know, but done the Swindon tunnel. If you keep running, you go through a fire exit right into the away fans. The can who's chased him through the Southampton yeah. fans. Clark, Clarky's run out, so we went out five minutes later, they are uh, killed and Clarky's sitting in the far stand himself, he's killed. <laughs> but we were in the dressing room after that and the can was like, shut, ripped open, bare chest out, flipped the tees, gone metal. £300,000 we pay for him per year and yeah. one six grand a week, not the rest of it. I remember he, who was he, his pal with Etienne or something, he went, Etienne, you tell your pal if I see him, I slit his throat. <laughs> By the way, never, I don't know if you remember, never seen Etienne for that day. He was finished and all. just bought because he's yeah, mate. Of course he was mate. That's exactly he was mate. finished and all. <laughs> what, I remember we got caught going out at Aldershot before we won the league. Pages did an apology, didn't he? Pages writing an apology. Did you right? remember him in the dressing room after that game? Go mad, wouldn't you? Oh my god. Do you know what though? If we'd uh, if we won, we'd get promoted, wouldn't we? Uh-huh. 
You had a newborn under the canyon. What was his what was his words of advice to you? This was the beginning of the end of me with the canyon. So summer was born the seventeenth of June and I think we we're back pre season the eighteenth or something, literally the next day. So I was up here in Scotland, had the way and came down try to help Haley as much as possible could in the first way and, and uh, hadn't done much. So I hadn't done much running and so the first couple of days I was wasn't as fit as I should have been. But I knew under him, you only needed two weeks under him yeah. and fit as fuck. So I remember him saying to me, Paul, why why you not stand with your baby and do squats against the wall, keep your legs strong? I'm thinking, you fucking take the piss, mate. <laughs> you mental. So I was like, nah, I, I, I'm, no, I'm not going to lie, I, I didn't think of that, no. So I came down to Swindon, Haley was down there herself, we'd need, it was our first way, and I was trying to, he'd done it with Paul Benson, I know, he'd done it with Paul Benson, Benno had a way in, maybe around about February or something, and he said, <laughs> said to Benno, <laughs> but then he said to Benno, I don't want to get involved in your private life, but then two seconds later I said, maybe you shouldn't sleep with your wife, you shouldn't sleep with your baby, you stay in a separate room for four months. <laughs> and Benno was like, I can't do that, it's my fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, what was the beginning of the interview in the canal? I can't remember. Played Crystal Palace, remember? Were you there? Was it Zaha? Aye, Zaha uh, told me to shreds, remember? Yeah, Zaha was ridiculous. Ridiculous, told me to shreds, scored. It was a pre season friendly. Pre season friendly, uh, scored. Went into the. The meeting, their, their meetings were unreal, weren't they? Into the dress, into our meeting. And uh, do you remember you get into the meeting and you put it like up. fairy and then you click it and you'd think, oh fuck, I mean, the uh-huh. clutch will go, you'd clip in, you'd maybe only have one. So he'd pick up every single mistake. It clicked into me this day, and I remember there was loads. And I got on really, you know, like we yeah, got on really well, and I never really had many. And he just started hammering me, and he was like, battle the telly, this is your leader, follow the leader, this is your leader, Cadiz, Cadiz. Follow then, the leader, follow, leader. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just started saying to me, you have until Thursday if you want to be at this club. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I've never once said I wanted to leave. And then, it got that bad and then that I said, listen, I don't need till Thursday. If you don't want me here, then that's fine. So we went out and trained straight after it. And Claudio, the fitness coach, shouted uh, me and Benno. Benno was the same. For mm-hmm. some reason, Benno got hammered. Shouted me and Benno. Today, you you know, do a cool down, you do run. So we done like five, 800 metre runs or something. The day after the game? The day after the game. I'm like, why, why are we doing this? You need to get fitter. I went, it's nothing to do with that. It's because, it's because the canny was wanting us to fucking bombers basically and that was just the beginning of the end and then I remember driving back do you know what actually remember the groundsman what was his name Matty Vernon no oh no wee Marcus no the the one that burnt <laughs> so oh the, the screwball uh, Jimmy he ended up putting it I don't know on Twitter or a forum or something and it clipped, people clipped on like that so see by the time I got for where we used to train back to the county ground where uh-huh. we Jeremy was there, the chairman. What happened? I was like, how do you know? It's like one of the staff just told me. I was like, how do you, how's it go? Escalated that quickly. He used to tell everybody everything, didn't he? Yeah. And I was like, listen, I, I think I'm finished. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't want me. He was like, no, no, let's sort it. And I had a great relationship with Jeremy. He was sound. Yeah. Let's let's sort it. But that was it. I never. But it was a I remember, I remember your um, remember when pre-season that, that summer, and he gave a big speech. Remember. <laughs> and he asked you to speak. Uh, he gave a big speech and... He's going to be listen, tough. we like to laugh. Uh-huh. We, that's just how we're brought up. We like to laugh and... 
it was the hardest two weeks of life. Remember, we're in the middle of nowhere, so hard, depressing, running every day, no sweeties. <laughs> <laughs> so it was hard. And you could just tell everybody was doing and desperate for him. He's like, Paul, you got anything to say? I went, Phew. I wasn't mean it, Jake. I was mean, like, I've just had a newborn baby. I'm kind of waiting him. I went, I'll be honest, I can't wait to get him. <laughs> oh, he's doing like a fucking shit supper, man. <laughs> he was raging, wasn't he? Did you go on the bush that preseason as well? Just try to I just try to pick the place up a bit. We were just running all the time. We'd done shape in the afternoon, but shape with him was wasn't it normal? It was a two or eleven v eleven, wasn't it? Yeah. Somebody's the balls went out of play and it's went high, and I've seen this bush and I'm thinking, fuck it, I'm gonna run and dive into this bush. And I went to catch the ball and dived into this bush. Everybody's pissing himself and he's shouting, Oh! Gone mad. I'm like, fucking hell, relax. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember not long after that and on. I was just trying to be chirpy and trying to get boys laughing and that. It was just it was always a bit doing with him at times, and I used to do this thing where Claudio would make you sweet. You felt as if you were going to go forward sprint. Sprint uh, And I just, one day, I just kept going, kept going, and my face right into the ground, and everybody was laughing at that, and that didn't get done well at all, but ended up training separately and stuff like that. Remember, just, uh, remember we got a night out and I didn't remember he turned up at the nightclub? No, I remember the, aye, but remember the dodgy cunts were trying to get us to go. Uh, me, you, and a couple of others, so, like, come with me, no tell Paolo. Big Verona tattoos, they'll tap their head. Come with me. Powell don't need to know that. It just pissed me. <laughs> I turned up there. He was like a hero though when we got there. He used to uh, shake everybody's yeah. hand, the fascist went. It was fucking <laughs> mental, mate. It was mental. Oh, brilliant. So do you remember leaving Finden? Was there a was there a last conversation between you and him or was it just away? No, do you know what? I, I never thought I was leaving. I got to run about 30th of August and I was I still had still had nothing. I was so I was I was like, I'm gonna have to sit here for until January and try and get out then and then uh, Carol Robinson was mates with Neil Lennon and I remember Carol Robinson phoning somebody and saying so I was kind of going to been a play MK Dons and you were going to stand and he pulled you aye he pulled me that's what it was that's what it was sorry aye that's what it was and, uh, in, the, in the tunnel yeah. before the game he said listen give me your number I'll phone you and I thought right I'll probably end up going there and then just at the last minute in the last day the, the, the window Lee Clark phone I think if I'm going for League 2 to the Championship here and you still no doubt yourself but you think that's one of the ones that when you you look at the thing and you go how the fuck's he nicked <laughs> that <laughs> you look at Sky and and I remember thinking fucking that's so bit unbelievable going to a club like Birmingham was it a massive club Birmingham? Oh, huge huge club at that time there was a lot of problems with the, the owner and stuff yeah. like that and there was right through the full time I was there and uh, I remember thinking what an opportunity this is so I've gone there. What was the uh, Lee Clark like? Good guy. Brilliant. Very good with me. Very good. I remember, uh, so that was a Friday. I, I turned up the Friday for insurance reasons. I couldn't train. I had to wait till all that. So I didn't end up signing to the Friday afternoon. And then, so I was there at the training on all Friday. I hadn't met anybody. Just Lee Clark. I didn't get to training until about four o'clock. Just met Lee Clark. Turned up the next day. I hadn't done it. So I, I had been bombed for the canning. So I hadn't really trained much for about three weeks. Flipped in. The team and I'm starting right back. I'm thinking, oh, fuck. I'm starting right back in the championship. Peter brought the debut. Right. Uh, and I done well, man of match and stuff like that. And, but the thing about that was I, I walked into that dressing room and almost as if it was back to when I was a young boy at Celtic, but big personalities in that dressing room. There's big players like Curtis Davis, fucking Marlon King was a big personality. Wow, he was scary, Marlon King. Big Ziggy. Oh, is it, how much was Ziggy to him? 70 a week? 65 a week. He was on 65 a week, and that year, if we get relegated, he was getting 
Well, Wager like, case is something to grand away in League One. <laughs> uh, then it was like Chris, but the, the, see every dressing room again, you normally know somebody. So when I went to Swindon, it was you, Big yeah. Scotty, the rest of it. I didn't know a single person there. And I thought, oh, fuck. But I done well and, and that helped, to be fair. Uh, also, you talked about the dressing room there. Uh, Rava Morrison was on loan. I remember you telling me how good he was. Absolute genius, man. Was he? Aye, unbelievable. At uh, what like? Just like dribbling with the ball? Dribbling with the ball, fucking brave. Take it anywhere. Could do things with the ball that you didn't think was possible. Uh, just an all-round top player. He could play sit in midfield, make things happen. He could play in the hole. He could play up front. He could play in the right. He could play in the. He could play anywhere. Uh, he was a genius, but he was a screwball. Wasn't screwball, he? mate. Screwball. We done the. <clears throat> we done shape on the Friday one day. Rav was playing centre mid in the hole or something. So I come in, get changed, went home, and uh, Derek Fazakli was the assistant manager at the time. You know, staff like staff hang about to four or five o'clock, and Faz is just to be in his motor and just where the car park is, there's a big indoor pitch. He has a lot of fucking shouting and screaming, and that's so he's walked into the indoor pitch. This is a Friday before the game. Rav and about honestly, he used to come with this entourage, Rav. Rav he used to come, no joke, with about 15 people. <laughs> honestly, right? So he's getting in, and we're playing for like an 8v8 in the indoor pitch on a Friday afternoon. With all the boys' boots on. <laughs> His full squad on a Friday afternoon, and Faz is shooting, Rav, you're fucking playing them all I get, get fucking in there. With Lee, what was Lee Clark like? With loved him. Did he? Yeah, I loved him, Lee Clark, just, he loved that kind of off-the-cuff personality, but... Is he a good guy, Morrison? Ah, a great guy. I see him, he's pleasant, nice guy, chatty, you wouldn't think in there, but then he'd take his tap off and he'd stub life across his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that man, what a boy. Oh, Think he'll do well with Sheffield United this year? I hope so, I hope so. Uh-huh. But it's, it's difficult for him, he's been start-stop a lot, isn't he? Uh-huh. Could, uh, could Lee Clark crack? Aye, Lee Clark would go mad, aye. Ever, you ever get it? Aye, I got it once. Uh, we worked on this free kick, right? Uh, for the halfway line. Boys would start at either side of the box, run and put it in, all the rest of it. And I played... And I got it done and played quick. And he went fucking mental. And just one of the things, I was like, hi. But I think he thought I went, oh, relax. And I was like, hi, hi. And he went fucking mental all the time. Don't fucking wave your arms at me and all the rest of it. Could he go? Uh, he could go, uh, I but he was he was good. Club, uh, club, uh, now you went back to Swindon, because it was only loan at Birmingham. Uh, ended up staying in a caravan. I went back to Swindon thinking that, so Lee Clark says to me, well, try our nuts off. We're going to try and sign you. We want to sign you. <clears throat> but there was... Cash flow issues, no money, all the rest of it. <clears throat> so I thought, what's the point in going back and renting a house? Staying in a hotel for fucking, I just hate staying in hotels for cons and I liked it. I liked my own space, like to cook food and stuff like that. And not a lot of Chinese delivery uh, hotels. Uh, I thought they'd love it, the caravan park, that'd be better. So uh, I ended up staying at a caravan park. <laughs> For fucking, which I thought was only going to be a week because Lee Clark kept saying, Lift, we're getting close, we're getting close. Uh-huh. It's about six weeks of staying in this caravan <laughs> park with fucking families and all the rest of it. I stayed there for six weeks and I went back and Kevin McDonald was manager. How funny was he, mate? Kevin McDonald was brilliant. I, I liked him, him as well. Hey, he was good. He'd him. just been done with Billy, but I never ever seen any of that. Nah. He was, like... was too soft. I thought he was too soft. I loved him. We all know persistent. you're good footballers. It's about proving you're good footballers. <laughs> Every team talk without fail. Oh, he was brilliant. Really liked him. Oh, he was here the end of that season, See, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. And then, so when I went back in, he was like, listen, I want to play centre mid. I'm going to make you captain. But it was Lee Powell and Jeremy McCrory, and they two hated each other. 
Did they? Eh? Ah, they would. They fell out, didn't they? They right. didn't like each other. So Lee Power was sound, but he was the main man. And Jed McCrory's put it out in the press actually just before at the, the, the end of the season when I was at Birmingham saying I refused to play in the playoffs with, with Swindon, which was pure bullshit. Uh, I'd never ever once asked if I wanted to. Yeah. See if he asked me to play in the playoffs and I knew Birmingham would let me. Obviously, they're playing the playoffs. Unbelievable game. Yeah. So uh, he started talking all the shit and then I went back and Lee Pillars like, listen, for financial reasons, we can't, we can't keep you in this league, basically, for wages and stuff. I was like, fine. And uh, <clears throat> started training on my own and all the rest of it, and it just became difficult. Was it all, always going to be Birmingham that you were going to go to? No, I was... Uh, <clears throat> remember training one day, and Lee Power never came to training, but came down halfway through training. Uh, in fact, I got back in, actually, that was it. I got back in training with Kevin McDonald. just listen, I want, if he's going to be here, I'm still going to pay him. With, we'll use him. We'll, we need to use him. Yeah. So I was back in training, and then he come down through the, the bushes at, where we used to train at, well, it was at Lindenton or whatever, and he uh, shouted me. And I came in, and I was like, listen, we've just agreed a fee with Blackpool. And I was like, right, okay. Blackpool won the championship at the time. I thought, right, the championship, let's just go. And then I remember my agent, Mark, speaking to, to Lee Clark, and Lee Clark saying, just, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, but... I'm not gonna lie, we're struggling. Can't do about it. So I was just about to, well, I was, I was on my way to Blackpool and I remember speaking to Alex Ray. He was assistant, I think Paul Lynch was manager. And I don't know what it was, but someone just put me off. Gone there and I phoned, I phoned Mark and I was like, this was the, the last day of the transfer window. So this was do or die. It was either go there or stay at Swindon. <laughs> and I said to him, I was like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I just don't know what you're feeling about it. I think, it was, to be honest, I think Alex Ray helped. <laughs> he, pho he phoned and he was like, hey man, uh, pitches under the best facilities on the camp. I'm like, fucking hell, do you want me to come here? But, but we've got a lot of Scottish boys, Fergie's here, and Stephen Craney and that was there. I was thinking, right, right. I never seen him. I thought, Mark's just not a good feeling. And that was it. And then within a couple of hours, Birmingham agreed a few with Swindon. And you were absolutely loaded. Uh, oh, that following season, another player came, Jesse Lingard. Jesse came, aye. Jesse came and... How was he? Annoying. Scored four in his debut. Was he annoying then? Did he score four? Aye, he scored four against Sheffield. No, he was quiet. Jesse was quite quiet. But I'll be honest, I never ever thought he'd gone to do what he's done. Yeah. No, nah, never. He then went to Derby after us and done all right there. But to go to Man United and then, what was he getting, 100 grand a week or something, two or three years after playing with Birmingham, I thought... So would he not would he not stood out of that Birmingham now? He was young, he was young. It was probably his first time to probably play first way. team like football, but uh, I think Louis Van Gaal looked after him, didn't he? he gave yeah. him his games and stuff like that. But he was good, but I never thought he would get to that stage. Uh, right, mate, you wrote yourself at the club folklore, the final day. I, I think we played, we just finished and we were watching the scores in the dressing room and it came up. What a game. Was, Chris, was it Chris Kamara that was thinking on it? Uh, Alan McAnally. Alan McAnally, so Alan McAnally. Right, Bob, what is it, the ball's coming in the air? Yeah, so... How did you end up in the box? You played centre-half? I played, I played number 10, that. See, under Lee Clark, I played everywhere except for goalkeeper. Really, right? Played in the right or back three, I played right, left, mid, centre-mid, number 10. Played number 10 that day. Done all right. Do you know what? We are really good that day. We, we battered him, but we were 2-0 down and with 12 minutes to go. And you think we really good? That was it. Aye. As soon as that second one, and Big Daz Randolph's went in. And get done at his front post, and you can see everybody's just like that, and you think that's it. And see, to be fair, see, as soon as the second goal went in, 
we had done unbelievable support behind and they started singing and you think it's 12 minutes to go here and then we, we heard word that Leicester had just scored against Donny so they went 1-0 up and uh, Donny only needed to draw because we were in the relegation zone right. so if they get beat and we drew we'd have went above them so Big Ziggy scored 78 minutes or something 12 minutes to go and we just thought fuck got a chance here and then Michael probably shouldn't have stood because the ball got cleared and Big Spectres fucking took the ball out <laughs> the edge of the box and the rest played on his diag that Jordan Ives went past somebody Jordan Ives as well? Jordan Ives was there yeah. I went past somebody had a shoot what a rocket he was an upper he was <laughs> just fucking one of the boys that was never on time <laughs> never uh, he's had a shot Big Zig it's deflected up in the air Ziggy's heated it Tim uh, Reams cleared it off the line and it's just I couldn't really miss to be honest mm-hmm. but it was fucking. Was there any flutters before it, before you put it in? No, not really, no. Because it so quick. It's I. It happened that quick, but I, I can still hear the. When, once I score, I can still hear. I can, like I can still relive it. I can hear like the, the fans and stuff. That was unbelievable. And I ran. I ran away for the fans. I, I ran away up to Daz because see when the second goal went in, Daz Randolph was like physically greeting, right. gutted. So I ran straight to him. Was he greeting? Was nah, he gutted? Daz was probably our best player the full season and then Good goal, yeah. But I went and yeah. he just thought, fuck off. Cause they get done at his front post and arrested it and I just run straight to him and then that was like the 93rd minute and I remember thinking to myself, get his because I knew he was gonna get booked to take my tack up, tap off, showed my six pack and that <laughs> run right up to the far right hand corner and stood up there and I thought, I need to waste as much time as I can and made the wreck on the way up to book me. And just walk back. Was that was that noise and that feeling up there with when Celtic scored against Barcelona? It's probably better. Was it? Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's probably just because you've done it. Just because it was me personally <laughs> in that moment, I and I loved it at that club. It was best time of my career. It was I did see Birmingham. Birmingham's a working, it's a working man's club. See if you run about at Birmingham and try your hardest, they'll take to you. And I just right. think that I always remember. It might have been you to say that, but I always remember Danny Wilson commenting on. Scottish players have always worked their nuts off for you. They'll always run about. Mm. And always, some they've always took me when we were striking and always, striking used to always say in the dressing room, be a good teammate. Just run about. If you're not in a good game, just run about. So I was just, with Birmingham, if you see, we just worked hard. Yeah, like they take to you and I had a great relationship with fans and stuff like that. Was, if that's the case, they must have fucking hated Big Ziggit. Big Ziggy, fucking. Big Ziggy couldn't have day Saturday, Tuesday. Oh my God. See if you. Why not? Oh, fucking hell, mate. <laughs> He's a bag of shit in the Tuesday, man. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. What a player. Ziggy was better with his feet in there. Nobody realised it. Do you know what else people forget? Ziggy played up front with David Veer, Valencia. Did he? Mm-hmm. The two of them played, and Alex McLeish got the job at Birmingham, and the owner, Carson Young, at the time says, Alex, I have a present for you. I just bought Nik- Nikola Ziggy, but fucking gave him 65, 70 grand a week. Wow. Was he bothered? Oh, great guy, mate. He Don't was. Care. No, not really. I didn't get after a great start with him. I remember when I first came, he went to hit a shot and I blocked it and he kicked the bottom of my foot. His fault. I blocked the shot. Next time you get it, I fucking break your leg. I'm like, no way. He's a big man. Aye. Many that, but I was fucking tight with him. I was really close to him. And and then, then, then. Aye, he was brilliant. He uh, used to come in every morning and like, some shit would happen to him. be shit or something. Like, hey, no problem, big man. Easy money, easy money. <laughs> <laughs> Easy money, mate. You're on 65 grand a week. That's why. <laughs> I love it. I love guys like that, man. Uh, talk us through the dressing room after that game. When you keep them up. Surreal, mate. It's, I remember sitting there and it was pure silent. You'd never believe it. It was silent was it? for about a minute. 
Do you know what it was? It was just the... Relief. Aye, it was just... Because the club probably could have went under if he's got relegated in. Possibly, aye. Could have ended up doing like, the likes of Portsmouth and stuff and, like that, done uh, and just sunk through the leagues. Uh, no, it was quiet. Very quiet. And then... We had to, we'd play the year awards the next night, but it was, it was only going ahead if, if we stayed up, obviously. And Birmingham's full of fucking... Like, the fans, obviously, were known for being nutters. Uh-huh. Like, the Zulus and all the rest of it, and they're still, like... They all still come at the games. They don't do it today, but they all still come at the games. And I remember the, before that game and all the build-up to that game, we were getting told as players, which I, I don't know if we should have. It wasn't like that. It was coming for somebody else. It was coming for the board or something. If, listen, if you don't stay, you don't stay up here. Every day at this club's going... 70% of this club's going to lose their jobs. That's and that's added pressure because these are people that... Players can go from fucking club to club. These are, these are people that are working in the office that have yeah. got <clears throat> kids and stuff like that and mortgages and all the rest of it, and you think... But uh, the dressing room was, was quiet for a bit and then obviously it erupted. It was, it was unbelievable. What was it Lee Clark done the game before that to kind of... The night? No, it was the, the, night, night. the night before the so game. So we played the Sunday, the Saturday night, which we, we didn't know. He contacted... Uh, he got his PA to contact all the players, partners, families, mums, dads, brothers, sons, daughters, sons, daughters all the rest of it, the week before. And only eight replied. And it was, uh, so we, we had a meeting the night before with the tactics meeting all the rest of it. And then he flipped a, like a, a, a tapped the next next slide. And there was like eight, nine names. And I was one of them on it. Use that are, that are on that uh, slide, stay here. On here, it's not as if it's a starting audience, didn't name team. Uh-huh. There's only eight, nine players in it. What's going on here? So they've all left, and he didn't say anything, he just pressed play. It was fucking emotional, mate. It was hard. Get, it was just on crying, eh? Aye, it was like, it was nice, so it was like Jonathan Spector, the family from America and stuff like that. They would send videos in and just seeing your kids and that, and everybody just saying, like, oh, we're proud of you, no matter what happens. The rest of it was fucking, it was a touch of class, like, for him. Brilliant, eh? Very good, mate. Very and good. that night you said up, where did you go? Uh, just went. Run about. Some of the boys went out to Birmingham. Some of them went to Solly Hill. We ended up Solly Hill for a bit, and uh, obviously I don't drink. So what I'm a waste! Mate. Stay in Birmingham, we did a drink. I, I wish it was me that done that. I know I didn't. What were what were the fans like? Me thought, are you a hero then? Uh, See for that day, mate. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean Gary Penn meeting Gary Penn the next day. There was he's like your, your life's going to change you, and I was thinking, fair enough. But see for that day, mate. I was fucking honestly, it was unbelievable. Couldn't go anywhere. It was literally, it's a massive club. There's fans yeah. everywhere. We're going to ask Leeds all the time and go in and have food and people would be up. And I was thinking, this is fucking unbelievable. And it's brilliant. I loved it. Uh, Look at it. I loved it. It was quality. It made you feel good. And uh, that night, we stayed up about half two, three o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm sleeping. I'm fucking, I'm a boring cunt the night out. Like, uh, so I'm in my bed and Haley's nudging me. Paul, Paul. There's people out shout, outside shouting. Outside your house? Outside my house. Right, <laughs> so I, I stayed at the house and there was a big park across, there was a big grass pitch. And I've opened up the thing, and it was Lee Novak, Big Daz, the chef, and about fucking 10 fans all singing my name outside the house. I had three in the morning, quality. I was like, fuck off, I'm trying to get to sleep. It was good though. Brilliant, man. Uh, during the time you were called up to Scotland to play in Serbia, is that Craig Levine? No, I, I was called up <clears throat> at first with Craig Levine. <clears throat> uh, that was a uh, Played Aberdeen, but Kev Kyle was on the bench actually. Hopeless. <laughs> I remember Kev Kyle when the Jeff was addressing him after the game saying, I'm a fuck coming back here. No, he didn't go all the way up to Aberdeen, then he go, I'm not fucking coming back here. I got called up there, but never got on. But the Serbia one was uh, Strachan. 
Oh, Strachan, is it? So yeah. did he phone you up or was it through the club? Strachan, no, Strachan phoned me, right? Phoned me, we played Fulham on Saturday, phoned me this Sunday. Caddy, it's uh, the gaffer, Gordon Strachan. How do you fancy coming to Scotland? I was like, aye, aye, brilliant. Right, okay, uh, Frank will phone you, will get your flight tomorrow. But didn't he tell Birmingham? So I'm on the flight the Sunday, thinking nothing of it, got there, trained them. Lee Clark, I've got three missed calls with Lee Clark at fucking 12 o'clock in the afternoon on the Monday. Where the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm going, what's going on here? So I phoned him, he's like, Gaffer, I'm in Scotland squad. Oh, buzzing, mate, absolutely brilliant. I need to tell you. He's like, no, nah, what the fuck? It's fucking dying, so. And was starting completely different way when you were back Completely the... different. Completely different. Just You'd probably end that. See when, I first, see when I first went there, though, he, he had just got the job maybe a couple of, couple of months beforehand, and he was different. He was calm. He was thinking, I, was, I said, remember saying to Big Charlie, he's different, by the way. He's not the same. And see, after that Serbia game, they get beat, and he said himself, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to change to the way that, I'm going to stay the way that I am, and I'm going to be hard on you, because that that's, that's the way I am. I'm not going to be all nice and icy, because I think it's tough, difficult as an international manager, because you only get players for a certain amount of times, and you start hammering them, they can, you know, like the bigger players and go, oh, fuck you, I'm not going back. Mm -hmm. So he went back to his normal self. You enjoy going away, eh? Was it good? Aye, it was good, aye, it was good. Great to have a Scotland cap. I'm but, listen, it was four minutes, but it doesn't matter. It's, they're never going to take that away from me. I've got mm -hmm. it in my, my shirt framed and all the rest of it. I'm fucking proud of it. It's the proudest four minutes of my life, so mm -hmm. if somebody wants to moan at it, then they can feel free to, but... Mm -hmm. uh, just the other manager I want to ask you about, uh, Zola. How was he? Zola was uh, too nice. Yeah. Too nice. Him, he'd Kazaragi. Wow, that's right. He's that's assistant right, manager, yeah. right? So day two, unbelievable career about them. They've done nothing. They had a guy who's now the manager of Crawley. Who's uh, there? Gabby Kioffi or something he's called. Right. It's the highest he's played with Serie C, so the third level. And he done everything. And Zola and Kazaragi done nothing. I'm thinking, he's still taking the piss, man. <laughs> he's still unbelievable. Uh, too nice. He, had a, he didn't have a great time. He, I got on really well, unbelievable. I, I dislocated my shoulder. So I had no, when he first came in, I wasn't fit. And then when I got fit, he pulled me and said, listen, I'll be honest with you. I've, there's, there's new board members that brought in 20 million or whatever. And I've been told, you must spend the 20 million. So I'm going to have to buy players. He was basically told, you need, we've got this money, we want you to spend it. So he said, it's, it's up to you if you want to go and loan or whatever. So would you not go mad after a game if you got beat in it? Nah, never. Never. Oh, just stand? Nah, just. We had a guy, uh, the, the boy I'm talking about, Gabby, who, who would probably do the ranting and raving, but you know what it's like? It's, it's no disrespect towards him, but you think, right, fair enough, you're having a go and we respect you, the coach, but there's two guys here, let them have a go. And you probably got a better reaction for yeah, Zola and Kazaragi shouting at you. Wow. Mental. Uh, ended up back with Lee Clark at Burry, alone at Burry. What's happened to Burry now? Absolute shambles. It's a shame, man. It's a shame. That goes back a long way. I don't, I don't Was it like that when you were in it? Aye, we, I was there, what was I there, three months or something really, Clark, we stayed up eventually, so it was good for me, because I just, as I said, I dislocated my shoulder, I hadn't played for two months, three months, so I just wanted to go and play, get back involved with playing games and stuff like that, but after the pitch was a shambles, mate, some boys weren't getting pain, it was getting to the Friday and boys were saying, listen, we're not playing if you don't, but see like that, see, see as soon as you threaten not to play, the wages are in. Oh, is that, is that how it works? I don't fucking say this, but some boys were getting paid for fucking hair salons and stuff like that. 
Dodgy's, mate. There was something nice about it. And mm-hmm. I left. I didn't get any. I was entitled to appearance fees. I didn't get any of them at all. So you left there being owed money? Aye, I thought to speak to PFA. PFA dealt with it. And see, I, I would blame previous than what's going on right now. I think it's been a build up. Bigger thing, bigger there was boys on ridiculous money, I know. And you think, we're only getting fucking 1,500 fans. Mm-hmm. And I'm listen, it's. Probably the best thing in that in that town, like, but it's probably the, the football club keeps the town going because yeah. it's no great, it's not a great place, like, but it's what the fans love, and it's a shame, it is, it's a shame. Uh, it's sad to see. And then you got another big team hit, Blackburn. Aye. But well, your old mate Moga, Mo- Tony Mowbray phoned you up, asked you to come. Uh, like that, I had about a, a time when I, before I went to Bury, I was meant to go. So Owen Coyle was, was managed at the right. time, and, and I went in there and I trained for a week, but I ended up getting to the Friday and they were doing 11 v 11 I was standing aside watching it or the rest of it and there was a bit of a power battle between him and the, the chief exec. The chief exec was desperate to sign me and we'll get it done. Own Coyle's... Own Coyle wanted to sign me but I think he wanted to date in his terms and his time. Right. By the time it all materialised, Own Coyle got sacked. So he was gone and then I went to Bury and then Tony, just as I signed for Bury, Tony Mowbray got the job at the thing. I was thinking, oh, I could have ended up there. But anyway, it got to the Got to the summer, I went in on trial for a week. You know what it's like when you go on trial, it's fucking horrible. Uh, the worst. The worst. They, they say it's not a trial, but it is a trial. Mm. You're getting watched non-stop. Went on trial for a week and ended up signing. But I was I was told from the start with, with him, like, we've got a young lad, Ryan Amby, the owners get involved with so much things. Not so much there, but just, uh, he's going to play. They probably think they can get some money for him, so I knew I'd have to fight for him. Who was your top players at Blackburn then? Uh, Big Charlie was also the manager, at the, t- uh, the manager, the captain at the time. Uh-huh. Danny Graham was there. They kept, to be fair, they kept it. They got relegated that year. And they kept a majority. Oh, players, uh, uh, Ellie Bennett was there. Corey Evans, Corey Evans, player. unbelievable player. What's uh, Danny Graham? What is a guy? Great guy. Great guy. When I first went in, I thought he could. He looks as if he could be a money guy and stuff like that. But nah, he was class, mate. Was he bad? Nah, uh, uh, that was a great dressing room. Great yeah, Charlie says that. Uh, great dressing room. Everybody was bull. Craig Conway, like run the dressing room in terms of, no, like, he was in charge of the fines and stuff like that, and ah, it was brilliant, mate. Really good. And then another tough time, your last club, Bradford, uh, captain there as well, we need to get that in. What captain happened? there again. I've been, to be fair, I've captain every club, club I've been in, except for Blackburn. Uh, I was captain at Birmingham, which is fucking unbelievable to say that. Uh, I was tough there. Went in under David Hopkins again, went in for the first, went in for a week training, they wanted to sign me, and, they offered me, the owner back then was, was a, a guy running it, it was a shambles, off me like 300 quid a week. And a club at that size, I'm thinking, come on, at least fucking give me a respectable offer. So it would cost me 300 quid a week to get for where I was, staying in London to Bradford. So I ended up speaking to Hopkin, he, he got it sorted. I went for, wasn't, it wasn't much more, but I went there and I played games, done well. It was captain, Hopkin left, and just didn't click. It was just one of I kept saying to the boys, this this reminds me of what it was like at Swindon. That we had a good team at Swindon. Yeah. We had a great team at Swindon. Uh-huh. We had a half decent team at Bradford, and it just didn't click. And things just got for bad to worse. And it didn't happen. Right before you go, mate, you used to pick Paul Slater, up, obviously, you know, <sighs> on the show. Tell us what he was like as a kid. By the way, before we get into the funny stuff, Slaney was a fucking good player. Yeah, uh-huh, you said that. Uh-huh. And he, I can't remember him. Eh? He was a good player. I used to pick Slaney up at just. Uh, he was a good player. Right. I used to pick Slaney up at the Halton, and. Uh, 
oh, what boy, man. I remember back then he was a back in the house and I used to say, what we doing today? What we doing today? What do you think we're doing? I used to make things up knowing that he didn't like it. So if it was like tight possession things or something like that. No, I heard, to be fair, I heard uh, Lenny and stuff like that talking yesterday saying I was going to have a lot of tight possession things today and that's what would be good. No, 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 no. No tight possession. No, no. My eyes, I just used to make stuff like that up and some days he'd, I would turn up there and be waiting for fucking half an hour to be anywhere to see. Anywhere to be seen and I'd get into Lenny's town and Lenny would know I'd pick him up and he'd be like, where the fuck's Lenny? I'm like, Oh, I waited there for half an hour, but he's not there. Where was he? Fuck no, he's only turned up for weeks, man. He does that now when I pick up the year waiting for ages. He just, no, but at times, he literally wouldn't turn up for weeks. <laughs> and Lenny would be like, the fuck is he? And he was just not right, he was some boy, he was a great guy, man. Well, he'd be saying, don't pass me the ball today, wouldn't he? Ah, he'd say, don't pass me. you get to train, but like, you've been his team, like, listen, see if I, get, if I go away now. Look at me and like reverse it to somebody else and I don't pass my balls. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. Uh Cad, thanks very much, mate. Pleasure Probably as always. Mate. Appreciate it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.